0: You just have to look at what it is you're selling and how is that gonna help people? How is that gonna change people's lives? How is that gonna make whatever they use that service or product for, how is that gonna make a change in their lives? The way to feel more confident, because I believe confidence dilutes fear, and the way to feel confident in selling is to know 100% what it is you are selling and how that can help somebody.
1: You're listening to Show the Love Podcast. I'm your host, the Sneem Nomani, a mindset mentor for mompreneurs. I help rewire your brain for success from stuck and frustrated to aligned and abundant. If you want to change your life, it all starts with a choice. So choose to understand your patterns and your stories and your emotions. In this podcast, we talk all things mindset. And business growth. So stay tuned for amazing podcast guests and tools and tactics to help you grow your business to new heights. We have a talented and amazing guest today, Marie Diamond. She is the queen of sales and she sells just naturally. So listen on to hear her tips and techniques, not to feel sleazy, but to feel confident and be passionate about what you're selling in order to just sell with a breeze.
2: Hello, hello Marie. Thank you so much for being with us today. Marie is a queen of sales and she's got a natural gift at selling. So she's going to give us some tips today on how to sell comfortably without being sleazy, without having the stress related to it. So thank you so much Marie for being here.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
2: OK, so you talked a little bit about you were a mentor and a counsellor um, in the health department. And then how did you get into sales? And can you tell us a little story about how you got into sales?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I used to work in the health service and I used to help people um, create healthier lifestyles for themselves. A lot of it was stopping smoking and um. It, it once a year we'd have like a, a look as a department at whose area was more successful and um for some reason i seemed to have quite a lot of success in helping people stop smoking or changing their lifestyle and um at this point in time it hadn't become apparent what was happening but it, i did seem to have um a lot of success and we had, I had started coaching at this point as well, because I learned to do that in health service. And um, I had a friend who worked in uh, pharmaceutical sales and we got talking and, um, she, and she was saying, you know, you should really go into sales. And I was like, I don't have any sales experience. And she said, have you not, have you not wondered why? people are so successful when they come to you for the health advice versus other people and I was thinking I didn't know what she meant and I was I was like what what do you mean she said you're obviously selling the concept of health to these people and they're buying into this concept of a healthier lifestyle and it's enough to make them really go for it and and change their lives and um yeah when she said that I was thinking at first I thought is that it but the more the more I went into it the more you know I continued down that role and because I was so successful we would have I would have other um, colleagues sitting on my sessions with clients and yeah when we we literally sat down as a team to look at what I was doing differently they actually said you know it's like you're selling it to them (laughs) Um, so I didn't realise I was. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how, that's how the, the, uh, the gift was un- unveiled to me. And I was wow. like, oh, wow, I, I think I am. And it's because when I believe in something, I'm very passionate about it. And when I'm passionate about it, I, do, I, I think I must take people along with that passion and they just buy into it. And it's because it is completely genuine and I really believe that that's gonna help them. They're like, yeah, they're like get fired up. Yeah, this is this is true. This is gonna help me. So so yeah, it's about it's about passion really, rather than a rather than a salesy s- s- sleazy sales trick.
2: Yeah, I love that. So if you're passionate about it, you won't even look at it as a sales kind of thing, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm passionate about. Then I was passionate about people having a healthier lifestyle. You know, is my in my sales job, I was passionate about the things I was selling and the benefits for that. And now as a sales coach, I'm passionate about sales and helping people be able to sell in the same, same way that I am. And it, all it's all the same. It's literally, I truly believe that what I am uh, passing on to people will help them 100%. And that's all I want to do. And that's all I've ever wanted to do in any of that is help people. So when you're genuine and passionate, you're not salesy and you're not pushy.
2: Okay. So you have to have that passion attached to it, whatever you're doing, even if it's a product, could they still be genuinely like, could they have that same feeling when they're selling?
0: Absolutely. I used to sell um, surgical gloves. So you think to yourself, how can anybody be passionate about surgical gloves? (laughs) And I was, because I'm always passionate about the things I sell. You know, so you just, whatever it is you're selling, you look, you just have to look at what it is you're selling and how is that going to help people? How is that going to change people's lives? How is that going to make whatever they use that service or product for, how is that going to make a change in their lives? So for me, for the surgical gloves, I really believed in the, in the fact that they had a more anatomical shape. So there was reduced hand fatigue. Um, I live in, in Europe and they came from Europe and most, most come further afield. So there was a lower impact, you know, lower carbon footprint. Um, things like that are enough to get passionate about, you know, so this is a good thing that we're selling this. So yeah, we're just honestly, anything you're selling, you, you can find passion about it really.
2: Okay, that's awesome. Okay, what about people who are scared of selling, that fear of sales? Um, mm. You talked a little bit about this, but like they feel pushy, lazy when selling. Um, so you said if the passion is involved, um, if you have that passion, that love for that product or service, and you know that it's going to help that person, then they can fight that, right? um okay what about the stress the stress around the sales and that that fear of rejection and fear of failure what if they say no to me what if they humiliate me um how do you overcome this
0: absolutely so the fear the fear side of it I think there's two sides to it one is um the way to feel more confident because I believe confidence dilutes fear and the way to feel confident in selling is to know 100% what it is you are selling and how that can help somebody, which I know is a little bit like the last answer, but this is a bit more in detail. So last time we had passion for it. Now we need to really know what we're selling, why we're selling it and what the benefits are. And when you, when you have that, you can feel confident. And when you feel confident, you have less fear. But when it comes to being rejected, I think it's important to know that no isn't necessarily a rejection. It's a learning experience. So I say to my clients, if you've managed to get somebody onto a sales call to talk about your services, that's a win. You have put yourself out in a way that somebody has thought, this is really interesting. I need to talk to that person. So you know that that part of your process works because somebody's come to you to talk to you so that is actually a win now if that person has said no there's so many reasons why that person could have said no and I would I would assume 99.9% of them and nothing to do with you as a person it would be um no because what they thought they could get out of it isn't what they were going to get out of it it could be it could be that they don't have the um the time for that now or whatever it could be it could be anything but it's it's a process of self-reflection and asking that person you know what is it that stopped you from moving forward today because all of this is an opportunity to learn and to develop that side of your sales process a little bit more and I always say because I'm the salesperson these days um a no can still be a yes because it might be a no now because they're not ready to make that change. They might really want to make that change, but change is hard for some people. So as much as they want to work with you, it's just too scary for them to change. So they, when that gets, the, the thing that they're suffering with gets so unbearable, they know where you are. They know they've had that conversation with you. They know they have that relationship with you. They know they like you, then they're gonna work with you. So that no could be a yes further down the line. It could also be a yes for somebody else because they could be talking to somebody who has a similar problem and they might say oh well I've spoke to Tasneem and she was brilliant I just wasn't ready to work for her so then you've got another yes you know so a no is never a no a no is always a reflection and a time for learning all
2: right I love that okay so it's a no is never a no it's always a time for reflection Right. Yeah, okay. So absolutely. it's nothing to take personally. Sometimes we take it upon ourselves like, okay, there's something wrong with me, you know, and then it, that failure, it's really hard to get out of that sometimes. Um, once you face like five, six no's, how would you, how, what would you say that, how, how would you get out of that? What, what would you say for that?
0: I think if you, if you have got to a point where you've had five or six no's in a role, um again it's still a time for reflection and learning because um without sounding without sound this sounds a bit like a blow me own trumpet but I've never got to a point where I've had five or six no's in a row because if you've got to that point when that is happening then the people that you're speaking to are not your ideal clients and there's a mismatch in the beginning part of your sales process there so if you're constantly getting no then you're attracting the wrong people to you um, and I don't really mean that in a kind of woo-woo sense, but in the sense that the information that you are putting out there is attracting a specific type of person who isn't ready to work with you. So that side of your sales process needs looking at. So you need to go back and look at who is the kind of person who would say yes to me. What what does that person look like? What would it take for them to say yes? And what is that? What, then think of a client avatar for that exact person. And that's the person you need to start attracting.
2: Right. You, t- you talked about clarity in the last talk we had about how it's important um, to have that clarity in your mind before you even get on the call. You already have that background of that person. Um, I think you talked about a mission statement. Um, can you tell yeah. us a little bit about
0: that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I always talk about my mission statement and everybody should have a mission statement. And it's more than um, just this is what I do and this is who I help. Your mission statement should be something that, that fulfills all of your business. So my mission statement, for example, is I'm a sales coach and I help uh, I help solopreneurs who are just starting out To get their first clients or get over the fear of sales um, so that they can can, you know start to grow their business um and i help with the practicalities and the mindset of sales so when you know your mission statement you know exactly who you help and you know why so my why is because i believe there should be more coaches in the world i believe that if we if, if everybody had a coach the world would be in such a nice place because we'd all be dealing with our issues and everybody would be happy. Um, So when you know exactly what your mission statement is, you work within that framework. It almost gives you a boundary to work to and everything you put out revolves around that mission statement. And when you're always putting out content or conversations or helping people from that base of what your mission statement is, you're going to attract people that... Uh, interested in what your mission statement is and then because you're working within this set boundary when you proffer what your services are they're going to want to take that because you've already attracted the people that want that in the first place so it all starts with for me your business foundations are your mission statement your who what where and how and why okay
2: that's really important to note down Okay. Uh, You talked about um, mindset shifts and that is my favorite topic. So (laughs) what goes into the psychology of the buyer? Do you you kind of touch about that? Um, What mindset shifts should we have before going into a sales call or um, before selling ourselves?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So before you go into a sales call, you need to be—I know I've already said this—but it's so important. You need to be 100% confident in what it is you offer, and know that you can help that person before you even start talking to them. Because when you're 100% confident, <clears throat> what you offer, then one, your passion is going to come through, but two. You come across as a person who knows what to talk about. And if you were going to somebody for help from the other side of the coin, if you were going to somebody and they sounded a little bit unsure about how they could help them or a little bit unsure about how much it's going to cost or a little bit unsure about how long it's going to take, you're not going to feel very confident that that person can help you. So when you go into a sales call, you need to be confident about who you are, what you do, how you can help them, how long it takes and what your price is. And all of that needs to roll off the tongue um and um i'll come let me come back to the to the mindset shift because i just want to give your listeners a quick tip if they are selling services if you want to get used to saying your prices because you have to do this confidently you need to walk around the house saying your prices you are going to look like a crazy person for a couple of days but it's okay because when it comes to the point of getting on that call with somebody and you say and the investment is and a price it's going to roll off that tongue and you're going to come across really confident and that is going to help that person buy into what you're saying um the other thing to remember is <clears throat> that you are you have a gift like i have a gift of sales you know uh, you have a gift of helping people with mindset other people have gifts of um artistry by creating products and stuff you have a gift and you know you're doing a person a disservice by not offering that gift you're not being a pushy salesperson because we're passionate about what we do we're passionate about what we sell we're passionate about helping people that isn't a pushy salesperson you are showing somebody who has an issue that you're able to help with um that you have a gift that can help them and that you know and that's the way to look at it and if you don't offer that gift out then you know you're keeping that to yourself and I don't think that's not a good place to be you need to be sharing that out you know what I mean <laughs> but, <absolutely.
2: clears throat> the disservice yeah that it's so important I love how you say that um, if you don't you have that gift so you should be sharing it the, with the world instead of keeping it to yourself right so you share yeah. your knowledge to with the others and if you don't it's like a disservice to the world awesome yeah, i love
0: that absolutely like my my like me wanting to share my sales gifts with other solopreneurs so that they can get their gifts out to the world you know it just it's a snowball effect of of joy <laughs> okay.
2: do you feel that women have more have more difficulty with sales than
0: men Absolutely, 100%. Um, I, I was quite rare. There's not many females in the corporate world who are winning global sales awards and things like that because we just, we, we do feel uncomfortable um, asking for money. And I think from an early age, I think men are taught to go out and get the money and earn. So because they're taught that from an early age, they're taught to ask for what they're worth. Because, you know, uh, historically, they may have had a family to feed and life's changed. And now, you know, a lot of women are the only breadwinners in the family and they still need to go out and ask for what they're worth. But it's kind of like a it's a hereditary um, issue of asking for what you're worth. And it is quite a I think it is quite a masculine um, role sales you know, to to be a full on salesperson is a very masculine role, which is also I think one of the reasons women have quite a big problem with it. But it's all right. You know, it's all right to ask for what you're worth. And there's so many women now in the world who are the only breadwinner in the family or, you know, there might be a a, a number of breadwinners in the family. And that's fine. We're still worth paying, you know, and we're still we still have gifts sometimes they're extraordinary gifts and we should be paid for them gifts because even yeah. though even though we're giving people as you know we're helping people that doesn't mean we have to help people for free I do help a lot of people for free there is a there is a balance there but it doesn't mean I don't deserve to be paid at the same time
2: <laughs> yeah you hit at home about those um uh, her- not a hereditary but I would say like those subconscious blocks that from especially in Asia and um, well we're taught these things in the beginning of, in our childhood and we pick up these stories and these patterns and we start to think that way you know because the men yeah. are usually earning so it's like why do you need to be working why do yeah. you need to be you know paying the bills or whatever so we got that subconscious block that okay this is not for me
0: or I, it's not nice to ask
2: for money. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think it is ingrained in young men to go off and to get the money and to maybe build a business and, you know, you know, bring on. It's, it's ingrained for them to ask for what they're worth or even more than what they're worth. And it's not ingrained in, in women. So when we get to this point in our lives, when we decide, do you know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going to ask for the money. It feels uncomfortable because we haven't been doing this all our lives. It hasn't been, you know, instilled in us to ask for our worth. So it does feel uncomfortable because it's, it's a strange sensation to start with. But, you know, we need to remember that growth happens in the uncomfortable zone and soon asking for what you're worth no longer feels uncomfortable so that's when you start to put your prices up when it doesn't feel uncomfortable and then it gets uncomfortable again and it feels awful and then that's all right because then you get used to it and this is how you this is how you grow so you're only going to grow if you're uncomfortable yes absolutely
2: okay one more question i have for you um do you have do you personally have like a, a a ritual before you get on a sales call
0: um, yeah, so I have, I wouldn't say a ritual. I have a format in my mind of how a sales call should go. So I tend to offer something um, in return to speaking to people so that they get a flavour of what it's like working with me. So, you know, you may get, uh, I may give you some sales advice or find out what it is you're struggling with, and we can talk about that for 10 or 15 minutes. So I have a structure of a sales call. So there's always an open and ask the person why is they came to speak to you in the first place. And you need to make sure you're writing these things down because they're going to come in handy towards the end. You will then explain to them what the process is so that they're well aware and then they will relax then because not thinking, oh, she's going to just spring out and ask for money any minute now. You know, let the other person know um, what to expect in that phone call or Zoom call or whatever. Then deliver what you've promised you said you would deliver and give value. I always like to give value because even if that person doesn't want to work with me at that point in time, I want them to go away thinking that was a really valuable conversation and, and that wasn't a waste of my time because time is precious. Then get, ask them if they want to know more information about asking, about working with you. And then you would close the sale and that's the most important part of a sales call because you could stop at information explain what it's like to work with you and then you both just sat there waiting and you don't know what to do next and that's when you have to close your sale and that's the bit people need practice to do because that's the bit that feels uncomfortable and it's as simple as saying is that something you'd like to move forward with that is closing the sale and if that person then says um i'd like to think about this you then go to close the sale again by saying that's great shall i contact you in two days time at a specific time so we don't have a ritual per se but i do have a structure to all of my sales calls so yeah which is downloadable i do share that structure actually oh, so wow. if you want to
2: cool. yeah yeah definitely
0: to, i would yeah.
2: love to i mean if i could share it where in the comments i'll share in the comments if you don't mind that and i'd, yeah, I'd, leave, absolutely. Your, I'd leave your ig as well if anyone con- wants to contact
0: you um, yeah, yeah absolutely I'll I'll send you the link um, to download that guide um, awesome. and it's got lots of different clauses different ways of phrasing it so that you can find one that feels comfortable with you um, yeah so people can download that but yeah before I start it's literally just clear the mind know that I'm worth it and know that if this person says no then that wasn't the right time for them or they weren't the right person for me we're always in the place we should be
2: those words are really really powerful you know i am worth it that's really important for you not to lose confidence right before a call
0: yeah absolutely
2: this was so valuable so powerful thank you so much all right i got one more one more impromptu question for you which is okay if you were stuck in an elevator with someone who would it be and um who would you like to be stuck with (laughs) and what question would you ask that person
0: well it's not business or mindset related really off the top of my head so i am a massive uh, beatles fan um you know the the beatles
2: wow um,
0: So I was if I was stuck in an elevator, I'd like it to be with uh, John Lennon and or Paul McCartney. Obviously, one of them's passed away. Um, And I just asked them, did you realise how big the Beatles were going to be when you started? Because they they were like 14, 15, 16 when they started. Did they really know that somebody who wasn't even born when they first started probably or if I was I was very young no I don't think I was born anyway I digress he's still going to be a massive fan like all these years later that's what I would like to ask not business related not mindset but... <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's
2: awesome thank you so much for your time Marie um, awesome welcome. tips um, and I will be sharing Marie's IG in the comments below if anyone wants to follow her, ask for any questions and hopefully she'll be sending the link to me and I'll, I'll add that also in the comments below for the Excellent. sales call. I think it will yes. be really, really yeah. helpful. This was really, really yeah. helpful for me also. Um, I love the way you talked about the mindset shifts and um, all, all the confidence. It's all about that, right?
0: it is it is it's all in it's all in the mind it's all about mindset and how you feel and how you help them feel so yeah thank you so much for having me tasneem i've really enjoyed it yes
2: thank you so much marie talk to you soon thank you bye
1: if you guys love this episode don't forget to swipe and leave me a comment it really helps the show and do connect with me if you have any questions on my Instagram page at showthelove.coaching and I'll leave it in the comments below. I'll see you next time.